When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic Psychic Josh is still there on the other end of the phone with a new improved microphone, apparently. I am Hi, indeed. Josh. Leon, our sound engineer, recommended this very moderately priced microphone, so I've invested. Only the listeners will know if I'm any clearer, but uh, I, so far, so good. Let me just say that I, I, for some reason, I thought that we were all being encouraged to do it on our mobile phones via Skype. So I've got a microphone anyway that I use for my other podcast, for the Pilot TV podcast. New new one out today with in-depth interview with Ricky Gervais, by the way. Um, and so I've been using this fucking phone, even though I've got a really good microphone and everything. I've just been, like, snubbing it for this podcast. So next week, I'm on it. I'm getting that mic cranked up. Anyway, we've got a wonderful guest this week, on a, in a, continuing our series of what I'm calling impromptu in-depth podcasts with uh, very famous and excellent Arsenal fans who are also multi-talented broadcasters, please welcome Alex Brooker. Hello. I don't have the microphone. I've just got my little ear, these funny little earbuds that I wear at the gym. I've got them in, so I hope oh, yeah, they're all I right. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, that's good. How, that's really yeah. nice. Are you in the? I don't know if anyone knows, but anyone's seen it. On um, recently, you did a nice video with Tom Rosenthal to promote yeah. um, the football football manager. Is it the the game? Yeah. Um, and you were in a kind of what I can only describe as like a wooden, like a kind of sauna. Is that it is that was, right? Is that it's basically it's like a, it's like a sauna room, and it's it's one of those rooms that was like. Obviously, we inherited it when we got the house, and it was all meant to yeah. be getting done starting uh, this month. And sadly, uh, obviously, you know, with coronavirus, we couldn't get any builders in. But um, yeah, so it's now the so it, it's so weird. They basically the upstairs, there's like one, there's like this office room which is all wooden paneling, the sauna room, but then the bedroom next to it is like it as well, and it's just like the people wow. that we. Like the people who had the house before us were like were quite old, and there was like another room when we got here which had nothing else in. 
and like a big um, kind of spa bath in it built into the floor. <laughs> and um, it wow. had nothing, literally sod all else in it. Um, and it's just, you wonder what was, what went on. <laughs> that, yeah. if, if these walls, if those wooden walls. <laughs> it sounds like um, they're swingers. Is that what you're saying? Well, I like don't it. know. I mean, yeah, I don't, you know, they're, they're old yeah. people. But look, that's, you know, I'm not ageist. <laughs> If you, want, no. you know, if you still want to get your five a day well into your 80s and crack on, do you know what I mean? Alex, <laughs> are you still getting posts for them? Are there, is there anything to signify what they got up to? Do you know what? We don't get posts. But I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Do you remember, I, did I ever tell you about the, when we moved in, we got the letter that came with the house? And it said nope. that it, basically we got a letter and it was kind of about the history of the house and um, the last page of, of the this booklet about all different stuff about the house was a letter. And it's basically the house was sold by the children after the, the parents had died. And it was just like basically said that, you know, um, they lived a very happy life here. Um, Dad passed away in the conservatory. Um, over to you. And that's how it ended. And don't get wrong, I'm sure he was a good, he was a nice geezer. But I've moved in, I've, we've exchanged, I've moved into the house. First day I've got in with the keys, all excited. And I find out that, you know, obviously someone's someone's passed away in the conservatory in, in peaceful circumstances, but they'd left the furniture. And it was just like, it's the creepiest end to... I, and we kind of, I ended up going back to the um, to the Halifax and going, look, I ain't having this house. And they're like, this is unprecedented. You're like, you can't, you can't. I was like, but what if it's, they basically told me there could be a ghost that they've moved in, that it's been missold. And like, even then, like my wife was just like, think about what you're saying. And it was, um, so yeah, I mean, mate, we don't get any posts from, but um, yeah, if I start getting haunted now, I've spoken ill. Okay. But the thing is, I lost my. Are you in the conservatory now? No, no, I'm in our, I'm in no. our bedroom. But I don't often okay. go upstairs because it's always cold up there, and I find it creepy. Oh, so that wooden room that took a big thing. I've never, I've still never been up there, um, on my own for more than like a few minutes when it's been dark. So, um, yeah, it's, wow. uh, there's a lot I could tell you. I could do a whole podcast with you <laughs> that's about the house and about you know there's all sorts of random stuff it's like you know they they scattered his ashes in the composting then there's another bit and it's um in the letter there's like oh one of the tiles in the chimney has a cat's face on it and you go i turned around to my wife and i went let me guess that was the cat i had and she went well actually yeah that's also in the booklet that's um that's the cat that they had they've um they got it commemorated in the tile and put in the chimney and it's just like I mean, what have we moved into? But um, yeah, fortunately, um, these these things have uh, we've been okay for the last two and a half. Years, right, that's all I'm oh, saying. Good. So, it's just um, weird that they left they left this like guide to the weird things they've done in the house as well. Yeah, it is, sense. and uh, and like in fairness to them, you know, they I think they they were trying to be kind, but had slightly misjudged <laughs> my imagination. So I'm not yeah, I'm not an yeah. adult who can take that news well. I'm my mind immediately goes to ghosts, hauntings, and so yeah. Basically, long story short, yeah, I was in the sauna room. Yeah, I just wanted to talk to someone about it. It's just nice to talk to someone, be away from my children for a bit at the moment, yeah, and just have a chat and just even if it is that's what this is. That's what this is. This is not. This is just a chat. I mean, basically, we can talk about whatever we want. We'll talk a bit about Arsenal eventually, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
can I just ask, Josh, have you ever yeah. played football manager? No, never. Yeah, I assumed no. not. Why? Yeah, would you know what? I don't play computer games, um, and there's a, and not because I in any way um, look down on them or have any issue with them. It's because if I did, and I've had this rule for about like I did when I was you know like a teenager when I was in my late teens and stuff. But if I started playing Football Manager now or anything like it, FIFA, anything, it would I would be obsessed with it and it would ruin my life because I wouldn't do anything else. And I have to watch so much TV for work and stuff and, you know, I have to write every day. It, I just couldn't do it. It would honestly ruin me. So that's why I don't go anywhere near any computer games at all. Why do you do you play it, Josh? I've never been. I used to be a Championship Manager, but no, not since, like, early 20s. And even... FIFA and Pro, yeah, a lot during university and then not a lot after. But I know, Alex, you've, you've been quite into it. Yeah. I mean, who was it, Alex, you were once on the train? Didn't you oh, see a yeah. real football manager on a train once? Yeah, so I was playing. I downloaded 97, 98 on, um, on my laptop. And basically, I was playing it. And I saw Karanka was on the train in the same carriage. And it was back when he, <laughs> I think he'd just become forest manager. And he was on his way up to Leeds. And I literally, I was trying to like, basically, I was trying to get it. I was trying to sign him because he's mint on the game. And I just went over to him and I said, oh, do you fancy being, like having a look at this list with me? And like, you're mint on this game, by the way. Do you fancy being my assistant for like a couple of games? He sat there. He must have thought, like, it was late as well. It was a late train up to Leeds. He must have thought. Oh my god! I didn't think you got piss heads in first class, and I was dead sober. <laughs> I was just dead excited to see him. Yeah. So I ended up sat next to him, and we were going through all his stats on it, and it was just like aggression twenty, which is like full aggression. He was like, "That's wrong." But by the way, the way that he looked at me when I first approached him, I actually think it was probably right because he he looked at me <laughs> like he wanted to kill me. Um, but yeah, now I've got a photo. I've got a photo with him trying to buy himself. <laughs> So, that's really by himself from the Arsenal team. So that was um, that was a, a, a special moment. But I've been playing. The worst thing is about that Arsenal draft I did with Tom the other day is I play the current football manager quite a lot. And um, that yeah. team that I had was more, and that formation I played was more than enough to have done him. And I still ended up getting beaten on penalties. So just you just can't trust Arsenal, even on the game. No. And that's how realistic yeah. it is. It's because, yeah, yeah it was... Um, I thought I'd absolutely hammer him, but no. I did see he Tom. Had, yeah, he had his dad, gone. didn't he, Jim? Yeah, he had his form, dad. Former, yeah. Formerly of the podcast on, on one appearance, I think. Were you thinking of, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, he's presumably in the house with Jim. It would have been difficult for you to find an assistant of that stature. Yeah, no, I just had, I just had my kids. And to be honest with you, again, it was one of those where it was like, this was like, it was like my holiday time that it was like a good, like 45 minutes hour away from them. I just didn't want to get them involved, really. They're too obsessed with, like, Peppa Pig and whatever's on to to give any real advice. So, yeah, he pulled out the big guns. He he, he brought his dad out, you know. Yeah. I, I said on, on it at the time, like, next time I'll bring Clive Tildesley as my assistant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if I'd have had Peter Drury with me, it would have been a different game. But, um, no, it was, yeah. it, was, it was a really good reveal as well. Like, in fairness to Tom, it was just, um, I just, yeah, it just kind of, his dad just popped up out of nowhere. So it was, um, it was really good fun. I really enjoyed it. It was good. It's the, it's the, it's only, it's the, it's the second best, um, 
online video that Arsenal have done in the last couple of weeks, second only to the Ian Wright one with Lacazette and Aubameyang. Have you seen that one that, that they not, put up? I've not seen all of it. I saw a bit. I saw a little clip where they were talking about um, Lacazette's um, knee slide stopping right on the line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I saw a little bit of that, but I need to, I need to watch it in full. Do you know what? It's like I've switched because football's not on. I've almost switched off from it, and it's like really? it real like current football at the moment like doesn't happen. And it's like I've realised that with football off, just like in terms of like just even like my TV habits, I've not actually like my default is Sky Sports News. Every single time yeah. I turn the telly yeah. on, it's like my default go to. Yeah. And obviously, without any football going on, I don't look at it. It's like the BBC co- gossip column still going on at the moment. And there's always things like, it's like, oh, yeah, Harry Kane might go somewhere. And it's like, really? <laughs> like, is that really a, a case? Is that, it seems less likely than ever at the moment. And it's kind of, I've kind of switched off a little bit from football. Obviously, I saw the stuff today about us, uh, the players taking 12.5% um, cut. I just hope that yeah. doesn't apply to yeah. Dinosaurus. Because I think he deserves full <laughs> pay, no matter what, you know. And we don't know how coronavirus affects all animals, so we don't know if he's going to be okay yet. Also, he should be technically. He's the one who could still go to work. That's the way. He's yes. got the biggest face mask you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I mean, he should be out there every day. If I'm honest, at the moment, like. Yeah, he's got uh, full protective protective equipment. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like God. There's people in the NHS and A and E's that would give anything to have a, a big dinosaur costume at the moment. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Gunnosaurus. <laughs> Good old Gunnosaurus, yeah. Well, now you've mentioned it, what do you, because I'm, I'm, I'm the same a bit. I've got like, yeah, it's like you start forgetting about football and forgetting what it was like and everything. But, um, like, that, it's good, isn't it? I mean, in the end, this has lasted a week that Arsenal have eventually kind of had to, eventually kind of nailed it down. They've got convinced all the players. And about halfway through today, about four o'clock, um, a lot of football journalists posted a thing saying they've agreed it with all the players except two. And there were a lot of people going, oh, you know, it's probably Saka because he's young and he, you know, and he need, now he needs loads more money. And people were trying to guess who the two holdouts were, but presumably now everyone's agreed to it and it's all fine. But it's good, isn't it? It's good that footballers are making the sacrifice. I think, I think it is. I think it is good that they, they're prepared to, to make the sacrifice. You know, I'm, I'm pleased to see that Arsenal, as we, you know, as per, have kind of done things, I, I think, in, in a very kind of in the right way. Um, you know, they've been helping the community. You know, there's been none of this furlough business and none of that embarrassment that Spurs and Liverpool yeah. have had and then having to go back on it. I think that, you know, we've kind of gone about it the right way. I mean, the big thing I, I kind of think about the, the wage cut is, obviously, I realise that, the, you know, that the revenues are massively impacted by coronavirus, but I can't help but feel that with a lot of them, they could have done with that anyway. As a club, anyway, like you know, the twelve and a half percent. I think that, you know, they, they, I think that you know, there's a lot of players that they could have done with getting the wage bill down. You know, they said before, you know, <laughs> yeah. with the wage bill. It's like Champions League wage bill, and we're in Europa League and stuff like that. And I think that it's it's in general the club the club probably needed to get the wage bill down anyway. So, and it's interesting yeah. this in, these incentives. I saw something. It was like, oh, if they win the Champions League. They'll, they'll get like, yeah. a big bonus. And it's like, well, that's par for the course for most teams. I mean, if I was an Arsenal player, I'd probably, you know, I'd be, I'd take 
I don't know. I don't know how much of an incentive that would be. I don't know whether they'd be going, well, come on, lads. We, I don't think they've been holding off, put it that way. I don't think that they've been sat there going, well, until I get this in my contract for a bit of cash for it, off it will just should just go Europa League as much as possible. I I, I can't have the feel. It's I, I saw a really funny tweet from um Ars blog about saying that it's like saying that they'd give me ten million pounds if I could run the hundred meters in under ten seconds. It's kind yeah. of yeah, <laughs> I think we're so far off of um kind of that being a realistic goal. It's just um yeah, I, you know, I'm glad I'm glad that the players are taking a cut. I thought it was very interesting that Arteta was um massively um, instrumental if you're to believe the reports in it. And I yeah. think in a way that's it's good because I think it shows that he's um, obviously commands a lot of respect in that dressing room. And I think that, you know, I mean, for example, if Emery had gone in there and told him to take 12.5% <laughs> off, I mean, where would it have gone? We, we'd have come back and they would have all ended up with a rise. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, so yeah. we're the first team to give everyone a wage rise during um, the, the COVID-19 <laughs> outbreak. And it's just, yeah, you, I think it's like, it's, um, I think it's just, uh, it's, um, yeah, that Arteta clearly is commanding the dressing room well. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see when we get back how, how it all plays out because by the sounds of it, they get the money back if they achieve certain goals. If we, I think if we qualify for the champions league, they get it. Yeah. Back, do they? I think. Yeah, that's right. If, yeah. we, if we qualify for next year's champions league, the 12 and a half percent comes back. And if we get into the Europa league, seven and a half percent comes back. So they would have taken the 5% uh, pay cut. We, we should point out this is for a year. So it's, uh, it will, it'll be lasting for a year. What, whatever the scenario do you remember when we used to talk about, like, uh, you used to see the reports like, well, Arsenal got 250 million in cash. Like, all these cash reserves. Do you remember that? Do you remember the war chest? Yeah. Yeah. Are, they, are, they yeah, not, yeah. are yeah. there no war chests anymore? Does well, it has millions well, and millions in cash reserves for a rainy day like this? Because well, it's we interesting. We didn't spend it on players, <laughs> did we? So, no. it's, well, it's interesting you mentioned that because um, there was a report I did before, like, about a week ago, before this was confirmed when they were when they were in the middle of these talks and people were talking about um how the finances of different clubs i heard um one one of those um financial football experts on the radio on five live saying that actually arsenal have still got bigger cash reserves than almost every other club in the world in the world not just in 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 this country but their cash reserves are like 150 200 million or something i mean you know i've no idea if this is true i mean but i presume it is and it's just that apparently cash reserves doesn't mean that much when you're when you're when you're owned by Stan Kroenke who doesn't put who kind of just leaves it there if you like and doesn't use it and doesn't put any money into the club. So, but apparently you have still got that cash reserve situation. Yeah, oh. I don't I don't really understand. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think that's I, true. Boy, the other thing, John, just I, the Guardian. I don't know if you saw their article, but they were despite this uh, statement going out from the club. The Guardian are saying that still not all the first-team players uh, have agreed. Oh. So it's saying most of the oh, Arsenal okay. first-team have agreed. So um, there's obviously, you know, supposedly still a couple who they, they've got to work things out with. But, you know, it seems the overriding, um, you know, amount of a squad are on board. And I think that's something to be quite proud about in a way, that we are the first Premier League clubs. Obviously, loads of clubs around Europe have come out and yeah. you know, announced they're going to yeah. do this. 
there's something quite nice about, as Alex mentioned there, about doing things in the Arsenal way and being the first club. Because, you know, there's been talk, I think, wasn't it, West Ham, maybe Southampton, who have, their players have agreed to defer rules. But that's not taking a cut. That's just sort of, you know, shifting it down the line. So for Arsenal to have taken the, the cut, I think that's, a you know, a, the, the right approach and a, a touch of class. And, you know, I think we should probably be a little bit proud of that. Yeah, yeah 100%. Time. Yeah, yeah. Alex, do you, what do you think about the whole idea of football being played behind closed doors? You know, because I think that people are now, you're way through having loads of meetings this week and they're going to tell the clubs what they think they should do um, this week, apparently. And there's talk that I read someone saying that, you know, mid early to mid-June is when realistically they could start the football season. But almost certainly they'll have to do but loads of games behind closed doors. It's going to be weird, isn't it? That's going to be like, you know, it's like the darts being played. You know, there's that darts competition where they're just being played in people's in people's living rooms yeah, and kitchens and it, stuff. It, it, I mean, it's odd. The, the, you know, I mean, I watched a couple of the, I watched, um, I think it was uh, Valencia Atalanta just before kind of there was a yeah. big break from football. And it was so weird watching watching football without fans there. And you kind of, you wonder as well how much it, impacts the players and it's it's interesting because you know you, you look at games now that are going to be played if they're behind closed doors and you know with something riding on it and without um a crowd there like how much impact is that going to have on the performances on the results uh, uh, and stuff like that so i mean either people keep talking about well how would you or you know what should what should they do and to be honest mm. with you I don't really think there is a right answer I think that ideally I think that they they'll play out the season but I don't I don't really you know if they said it was void now I think it wouldn't you know I'm not going to stop you know getting too upset about it I don't really know what it's one of those things where it's never really it's never happened before I hate using that word unprecedented yeah. I used it earlier but I used it a lot times a day now also furlough I'd never, I'd never even knew what furloughing was until no, a few weeks no. ago and it was just yeah it's one of those things where I'm not I'm not sure that there is an answer there's definitely not going to be a way mm. that's going to make everyone happy put it this way on no. the plus side when they go to VAR we're just at home waiting on it rather than sat there like knobheads. So there is yeah. something, there's something yeah. for it. Also, I quite, there's a part of me that is looking forward to hearing a bit more of what the players say to each other. Cause it's I not know, going to be in here that yeah. you can't, there's, you know, when you have to shout at each other, you can't like have any of that hand over your mouth business. It's not going to fly. So I'm quite <laughs> looking forward to he- actually hearing, you know, the Arsenal defense. Like, do they communicate? And, um, you know, I think it will be <laughs> yeah. interested, um, you know, to, to hear how many times, yeah, certain players are sworn at by others and Arteta and things like that. And I, I, I don't know. I think it will be, it will be weird. Obviously yeah, it's going to be really interesting, isn't it, I think? Obviously yeah. for Arsenal, apart, apart from the cup, you know, we didn't go for top four maybe, but, you know, it feels for us that, you know, I mean, God, if you'd have said this in October, should we just have a break? and start again, I'd have absolutely bitten your hand off with the way we yeah, were playing. Yeah. So, and it was all, yeah. you know, it was weird. Do you know what? That West Ham game just before the break, I saw like a lot mm. of kind of, a lot of faces I hadn't seen for a while. And it, it did feel a little bit like kind of that last home game of the season. It had like a little bit of a, I, it, it felt like we might not be back for a while. 
that day. So it was. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting, really, and obviously, I'm looking forward to getting yeah. back. I kind of, I give anything to you know see us defend badly again. I think I'll cry. Yeah, you know, same. See, see it <laughs> frustratingly annoying just to be back and and just to just to have uh, just to have football back, really, because it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a void. If Arsenal do have to play behind closed doors, do you think like Delaware mm. North might go on Deliveroo and you could still get your bean burger <laughs> delivered? Because oh, so. then you yeah. could really feel that like you've got the Emirates experience. You get a program yeah. delivered to your door on the morning and then you get your bean burger. Yeah. I'm just trying to think how you can make it as most match day as possible when you're sitting at home on the sofa is we're all going to have to do if these games do happen. I mean, the atmosphere in my, in my, in my flat, to be honest, in my like penthouse flat, is probably the similar to what it is on in um, club level <laughs> anyway. So um, it's not, it's not a huge, going to be a huge leap. Um, but I am, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a game changer. Isn't it? the same way? Like it's happening on TV, isn't it, Alex? Cause you've got all these TV panel shows and stuff. We're all doing, doing this weird no audience thing. Like, if I've got news for new, it's now just quite a weird thing to watch, isn't it? Like, if you see that, yeah, it's going to affect what you do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% certain exactly what's what's going on with, with us at the moment. And it's like, we did the last mm. show of last series, um, the, the Friday before we went into lockdown, yes. and obviously didn't have an audience. And that was, it's weird. It's, it is quite weird. And it, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, um, for us, I think we're quite lucky because ours is very conversational anyway, and I think that we, you know if we ended up yeah. doing it over Skype and that, I think I think we could still have um, a lot of fun with it, and it's just kind of that dynamic of a conversation when you've got lots of people in there and reading kind of visual cues of when to talk and when not to, and 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 stuff like that. And obviously, with last leg, we're live. We won't have the it. We no, we wouldn't have an edit. So it's it's no. for us it's quite yeah. um that last show was um it was fun but it it weren't half it weren't half weird it was really yeah, weird. and um yeah it was just um it, yeah it was just a little bit a little bit strange that day and I think it was partly because we didn't know really what was what was going to happen uh going forward but I think you know you've got to still keep trying to make telly at the moment haven't you and I I think that yeah yeah people people are desperate for a little bit of good work, a little bit of fun as well because you know i don't know about you but i've not some of these news briefings and that i watched the first few but then after a while i've kind of i've, I've kind of these these press briefings i've stopped really watching them and it's just it's kind of the news at the moment is quite depressing also oh, it's so depressing, I, I, yeah. I don't know yeah. what else we talk about apart from <laughs> coronavirus. I haven't heard another bit of news really, apart from this football, you know, stuff. I haven't really heard much other news, and I'm sure there's other random stuff that's going on in in the world at the moment. But obviously, you know, it's just um, yeah, very corona. Well, there's stuff coronavirus like, heavy. Yeah, it is there's stuff like David Ike that that they find the Ofcom saying they're going to find. Um, that channel London Life is showing L- that David London Ike Live. Pro- yeah. program, <laughs> yeah, and um, and I, you know, Eamon Holmes on ITV. So there's stuff like that going on. Like mad, people are saying mad conspiracy things, aren't they? But I guess that even that's connected to the virus. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, I've not really bought into any of the conspiracy theories <laughs> at the moment. I'm, I must say, I've kind of, I've, you know, I'm standing on the straight and narrow. Another couple of weeks, though, we may come to the <laughs> podcast in another couple of weeks, and I'll just say, like, it's the five G. 
It's 5G. Don't mention the 5G. Don't mention the 5G. Yeah, by the way, guys, whatever you do, do not clip that up and just have me going, it's the 5G. No. It's the 5G. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do. That's, That's the title of the podcast. Yeah. Alex it's says. The 5G. <laughs> Alex Brooker says. Alicia, there are still, I still see people on, on like, Twitter going on about how um, Boris Johnson faked his illness, faked his. And now, whatever you think of oh, it, I'm not a fan, but I don't believe mad. they got the whole National Health Service to pretend that he was ill. <laughs> you know, I think it's um, I just find stuff like that. It's just like this is a real like, I've pulled sickies from work. Don't get me wrong. I have. I'd be, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't. You know, I've pulled sickies from school, you know, with the old thermometer in the tea. I've, I've done it all. I've pulled sickies from work, but not last leg, obviously. But, I, you know, but we've all, that's one hell of It's the biggest sickie of all time. If, he's, if he really wasn't ill and he's managed to yeah. get himself into hospital and into intensive care and out again without faking it, uh, by faking it. And it's just stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's particularly done an amazing job uh, so far. No. Before he got ill. But I don't, I think that, you know, I think it's one of those things where people are frustrated. So you you end up pointing fingers at the wrong wrong things, really, because it's just this overriding feeling of... um, of frustration. But I tell you what though, just out and about at the moment, I went to Sainsbury's earlier and it's just, mm. they make it, they've made in my local Sainsbury's, they've made it difficult. So basically the aisle where you're queuing up for the till isn't the one directly mm. in front of it. It's the one to the left. And it's just, it's so confusing. And there's, I mean, the ASDA, there's a one-way system. So you go down <laughs> one thing, you can't go back down it again. I had some woman the other day, literally, yes. I went slightly into this aisle and I'm talking like the first set of things in there came back out of it. Some woman turned around and said, just cause you're famous, you can't just get out of the bomb way system. And honestly, <laughs> my, my job had literally not gone through my mind. I was tempted to pull out the, the one leg card and I was about to, I was so tempted to go, but yeah, of course, love you. You know, if you want an amputee to walk the long way around, you crack on, see how you sleep tonight. But I didn't, I didn't, I, have done. I didn't, I left it, but it was, um, yeah, it's, it's strange out at the moment. And even today when oh, I was agree. shopping, I just had stuff for yeah. the kids I had, at the moment, you know, they're like little dogs with little treats, like to get them to shut up, you know, you're chucking a couple of Arabo at them and it's like, there you go. And they scamper off in the corner. So I'm not stocking up on that. And then I look at it and I'm thinking the people looking at me going, is that an essential shop? Am I going to have to explain why I've got star mix to the geezer behind me and the woman at the till and go, look, that's, you know, I've, I've not just come here for star mix. There was other stuff. There was, you know, but you're right. Shopping is so, yeah. Supermarkets is, is so stressful. Yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, we've got the one-way system and the t- uh, t- just trying to make... People do not maintain the distance as well. That's... It's no, really annoying. No, not yeah. at all. I had some bloke ask me, some bloke asked me if I could do a photo with him earlier. I was like, mate, you're going to have to oh, stand... Oh, God. You can't no. stand... It. I, I, I felt like such a prick saying it, but I was like, mate, you're going to have to stand a couple of metres away from me. Just like, I ain't having a Twitter backlash just because I've had a photo <laughs> with you. So you've got to stand. You've got to stand a bit in front of yeah. you if that's all right. Oh. Oh God! Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll talk. We'll go back to asking my hand anyway, so this hasn't really affected me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they? Don't they tend to be weird about it? So for me, you know, this stuff hasn't hasn't really uh, impacted me too much. (laughs) 
There is. We should talk about. There is a big anniversary today, isn't there, Josh? And we'll talk about that in a minute, which involves Arsenal. Just after this break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. So, yeah, it's it's a big day today. In, in terms of the anniversary, two years since the announcement, since that moment... Um, that Arsene Wenger was leaving after uh, over two decades at the club. Uh, where were you, Alex? Do you remember where you were when you heard the news? And was it, and did it? You know, what, what was your feeling? I remember just. I remember. I I got the news via. It was just like oh, my WhatsApp just lit up. It yeah. Going like Wenger, Wenger's going. Then obviously I turned. I was just at home. I felt I just turned straight on Sky Sports News. And it's weird, though, isn't it? Because at the time, there was quite a sense of sadness, but also a bit of relief in a way. And I I kind of feel guilty now looking back on it. And you're like, well, I mean, this was I still never expected him to to kind of go of his own accord. There was a Mm. part of it that just thought after a while, there's no way he'll go. I I don't see how that's going to happen. So, yeah, I kind of, I look back now and, you know, I still think back about the house, kind of sad it was really that by the time Wenger left, there's, it left it left like almost like a bit of bitterness with the way that the fans had been divided or the way it got all, I mean, people taking A4 bits of paper into the ground and <laughs> yeah. beds with megaphones outside the director's <laughs> box and you just go, fucking hell, it's grim, wasn't it, when you think back to it? And it was like, was it... Was it really kind of worth it in, in the end? I, I don't know. It was. It was. It was so interesting, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, like it was a mixture of. I was. I had a massive sense of relief. I think just that, yeah, because at that point it becomes so toxic, and you know you're just waiting for that moment. But yeah, it was a surprise because you just didn't think. You know, I think we just thought by that point you'd have to you'd have to be dragged up kicking and screaming. Um, but Josh, you must have been devastated. You you you. Looking back on it now, what was your? How did you feel about the whole thing? Yeah, I was. I was sad. I remember we did a podcast, didn't we? I think with Gareth uh, that oh, day yeah. in Camden, there was like a an emergency meeting that was formed for this final podcast. Yeah, I remember being really sad because here, here was a guy who, since 1996, had been, you know, such a constant, and you know, for for good and bad, and it was it was very mainly in the good. There was a guy who just had the ultimate faith. He had the long-term interests of the club at heart. I think, if I remember rightly, we just lost at Newcastle. And and that kind of signalled, I think, even by that point, we were never really going to qualify for the Champions League. But it was like absolutely cemented that we weren't with a sort of defeat after taking the, the lead at Newcastle. And there was a sense of, you know, Tottenham are now 
you know, comfortably ahead of us and we're not going to get in the Champions League. But there was still, you know, the hope of, of I think, you know, it's it, it all ending in a European final, I think, at that point, wasn't it? Because we still had the uh, semi-final against Atletico Madrid to come. Um, so I think at the time I was, whilst very sad, I still had visions of it all ending with like Wenger finally winning a European trophy and sort of maybe only once we lost that second leg and didn't make it to the final. Mm. I think that was that was sad in a way that it wasn't all going to end in a sort of wonderful European night. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, sad and regretting us. But I must say, obviously, I've mentioned a couple of times in the last few weeks, watching a lot of the end of season reviews. You know, what he gave to us for 22 years was just remarkable, won't be repeated. Um, but there was a sense of hating going to away games at that time. I remember being at, I think it was Brighton. We'd lost that a couple of weeks beforehand. And, you know, it was civil war in the away end and it wasn't oh, enjoyable. So I was looking forward to the end of that. Some of those, some of those away games. Remember we, when we went, we went to Bournemouth and it was a game where I think we drew three all. And we were we we came back and I think Giroud scored late on, and uh, honestly when we I think we went three 0 down and it was toxic. It was just oh it was so mm. toxic and it was there was a time where it was just like this just isn't enjoyable and it wasn't even just the football that wasn't enjoyable. It was just the experience of being there and um, yeah, yeah it was just I think I think that when I look back it, it is sad I. I wonder with his book coming out, how many kind of stories we'll hear and like, you know, whether there'll be some blame laid on himself, how much he'll kind of deflect of, you know, onto, onto other people, onto, onto maybe the board, the owners and whether they'll kind of, Mm. some of the truth will will come out. And, you know, it's, it is sometimes sad because as, as you said, Josh, you know, you look back and you think, gosh, some of the, some of those, you, you know, we're at the, challenging for trophies every year for so long and there's still even now there's not a lot of clubs that can really say that they they've kind of done that and it I think we were in a way a little bit a little bit spoiled but the sad thing is is it's a weird one with Arsenal because people go well I can't believe he didn't go at the end of the when we won the FA Cup in 2014 if he'd have gone then you know we were yeah kind of like you know, if we were on the decline then. If he'd gone then, he would have gone out on a high and stuff like that. But if you're someone like Arsene Wenger and you've managed the club to such success, were you, was he ever really going to go take a, a success like the cup and go, well, that means now I definitely can't do it anymore? I think when you think back on it, he was always going to go, well, see, we can. Here we go. We've got this yeah. kind of first trophy yeah. for years let's see if we can build on it. And it was kind of, I think that, you know, he loved the club still does. And it was just, I think he just always thought that maybe he could, you know, perhaps wrongly. I think he thought that he could turn it around and bring back those, those big days of, of success again. Yeah. I think, I think it's really interesting. The point you made about the book, I th- I, I'm so fascinated by it. What's going to, what he's going to be like in the book. Cause I think, I can't imagine, partly it's from what you're saying about, you know, I don't think he ever felt, and probably still doesn't feel, that he ever did anything wrong or made any particular big mistakes, you know, or I think, I feel generally that, and I think it's the same for everyone in this position, really, in a way, you know, when you reach the top of the game or, when, you know, the top of your profession or, or, you know, you see with politicians that no one ever admits they've done anything wrong, do they, ever? Not just him, but I think particularly him, he's such a proud man, and I think, quite rightly, I mean, he's given us 
Arsenal fans the greatest experiences of our lives, mostly, is, you know, apart from some, the ones that George Graham gave us as well. But I can't imagine in his book he's going to go, oh, mea culpa, yeah, I should have left at the end of that, as you say, after that cup final. Or... But what is he going to do? He must acknowledge somehow the decline, or I don't know, he must acknowledge that the club, you know, was declining in some way, or at least do you not, not advancing. I, I, I think we'll find out a lot more about how, mu- how many bullets he took for the board. I think yeah. I think we'll now find out how many times he took he took one for the team, but obviously he was paid very well to take one for the team. He was paid very well by that board to take one for them, and it, I, I was kind of yeah. You know, I said the other day weird enough that I feel like with Arson and the board towards the end it, it became actually quite um, a destructive relationship because he was such a company man. He always kind of never came out he, he's not a Mourinho who'd come out and go I haven't you know mm. therefore try and put pressure on to give him more money he kind of took the the negativity and frustration from the fans on, on but you know on behalf of the team and you know on, and the boards and it, I think in exchange yeah. for that I think he wasn't questioned as much by a board who um you know as some managers maybe do he wasn't under as much scrutiny he had a lot of say in, in a lot of things and I, I think that maybe in the ends it became quite, um, yeah, a, a negative relationship. But you look at the club as a whole, and I think back on it, it wasn't. It's not just Wenger's fault. Some of the decisions that have been made to to lead us to the, the club to kind of where we we are now. Really, I, I think that you know, right at the top, you know, we we all know about Cronky and and the management of the club, and I think it goes higher than Wenger. I really does. I just think he became the figurehead, oh, yeah. yeah. sadly, towards the end, and you know, even. You know, I mean, even with Emery towards the end, I mean, that was that was so shit. And I think the fans <laughs> still didn't didn't get quite as it didn't feel as as vitriolic, weirdly enough, as was what um was what the the latter Wengerera felt. I think kind of maybe people look back and think feel a bit regretful, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right, yeah. And I think it's kind of gone, if you look, I don't know if what you think, Josh, but I feel like um, that it's kind of gone since Wenger left. It's kind of gone how we kind of thought it would be, that the first manager taking over probably would have a really difficult time. And, you know, it's going to be almost impossible to follow. But and then, but then the one after, I think a lot of people felt that it was going to be the second manager we get who could start to turn things around. And I think, I think we're already seeing that with Arteta. So now I feel like actually... It was the right thing to do, however, you know, however sad I'm sure we all were two years ago today. But it feels like it was the right thing to do, doesn't it? Well, Josh? yeah, I mean, on some level, you could argue, you know, I think we finished six. Is that right? In in Arsenal's final season and then Emery ultimately finished fifth. So those that want to will find the argument and we were a hell of a lot closer to... Champions League football, we're only one point behind Tottenham, two points behind Chelsea at the end of last season when, you know, we've spoken about how we threw it away and that home defeat to, to Crystal Palace and the Brighton draw. So there, there is an argument to say that, you know, there was an improvement and he also got to a European final that Arsene didn't. Yeah. That said, you know, yeah. there was a bit of an investment in the squad. You know, can you unequivocally say that Emery did better than Wenger would have done? No, you, you, you can't say that. But in terms of looking at what's happened at other clubs where managers have been there for some time, yeah, of course it, it was going to be hard. Um, and I think everyone's sort of more excited to see, you know, where, you know, if you give Arteta 18 months, is that going to make everyone feel in a better position than where we were after 18 months with Emery? 
you know, I'm sure the vast majority would would say yes. So, look, I, I would say much that I love Wenger and, and always will. And um, during lockdown, Rose has actually brought me a, a jigsaw of the Invincibles because she thought I'd enjoy doing that, doing a nice little jigsaw with Arsene Wenger at the heart of it, lifting the trophy <laughs> at White Hot Lane. Um, nice. The, uh, yeah, the, the long and short of it is it, it was probably time. Um, and we'll see where we are in 18 months. Just speaking of like Arteta at the moment, did you see the, his um, his interview on the website the other day when he was talking about how he's been giving the players like homework and stuff like yes. that and he can see yeah. whether they've been doing it and they've got to analyse what they did wrong and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Just like... I just love the idea of the players sat there and just getting their clips through and like, you know, is that oh, no. really getting a clip through of like that, you know, that Olympiacos <laughs> game where he equalised and then missed a sitter in the last depths of extra time. And it's like, well, what did you do wrong here? And it's like, well, I didn't fucking score. That was a big problem. I didn't hit the target when I should have. And it's like, I don't, I just, I chuckle at the idea. And he's kind of saying that the young players are really, getting into it and you wonder whether with us with the break whether it's kind of given I don't know like I, you know I suppose for all of the teams the players have had a bit of a, a you know a long break from football and you know I think that it would be interesting with us whether it's kind of given Arteta you know he's had a bit of time without us playing for a yeah while yeah I know really what you mean get, yeah I you think know, so start yeah. to think more about what he wants to do and and analyse things so I tell you what they don't half talk a good game Mikko it's like to me, he just sometimes I, I watch him and, and hear him talk, and you hear him, you know, his you know command such respect that the players are taking his pay cut and for the good of the club, and it does fill you with hope and positivity. And it's like, you know, if we give this guy time, is he could he really, you know, get get us back back to a, a level which we'd like to see us playing at? And I, I'm I hope that we can. You know, I mean, obviously that West Ham game just before we finished. You know, we could that could have gone either way. If I'm honest, they missed about three amazing chances. But at the same yeah. time, it's you know there is I think there is a lot of a lot of hope around Arteta, and you know who knows how we'll be when we come back. Who knows how the players will fare behind closed doors? Maybe some of them, you know, in a less you know kind of cauldron atmosphere, might be better. You know what I mean? You don't know. I agree. Yeah, know? I agree totally. Yeah, I and I think also I think yeah because I think this will be. I think I think we thank God we've got him. I really do because I think you know if we just still imagine we still had Emery. I mean you know I was defending Emery as far as I could, but you know I just feel Arteta in this situation, you say sending their homework and all of that, and the way the respect they have for him clearly they established so quickly, didn't they? Um, when yeah. he took over, um, I just think that is all a plus for us, a big positive. I think he's dealing with this kind of thing just as a human being. I think he's more he's he's cleverer and more eloquent and all of that in these kind of about these things than a lot of other managers out there who did can see, be quite, you know, don't. Did you see, boy, wasn't there a story about Emery trying to blame a, a former girlfriend for some of the uh, impact oh, God, in London? Yeah. Did you see that story? Alex, did you see that one? <laughs> I did see what that. that? <laughs> Emery was trying to blame his ex for why we were, we weren't very good. Yeah, that, that was, was a story, was, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, just to give you the, uh, yeah, Unai Emery called me a white witch and blamed me for the team's bad form. I mean, I I don't know how much of a sun you usually get through on a normal day, but I'll send you a link, Alex. Yeah, what was it? Oh, if it's the sun, mate, I'm not reading that. But it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, 
Well, it was followed up in the. Was, I read it in the stand. The defence was she. <laughs> So we didn't know about. She was there. I'm she was there working with them on 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 some of the communication. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it. Uh, I think it uh, originally was the Sun on Sunday, and then it, it did get round, as you say, uh, Boyd. I'm just reading here. Sasha, 35, told the Sun on Sunday, "I trusted Unai and really believed we would get married and have kids together one day. I thought he was a gentleman and a real family man, but in the end, I realised he was not ready for a serious relationship." The incredible quote he gave, she said was, he told me I was a white witch as I brought him so much bad luck. I mean, he's clearly bonkers. So, you know, on top of everything, he's clearly, like, crazy. And, of course, people said that he looked a bit like Dracula, didn't he, with that haircut and everything. So maybe Dracula and the white witch was what we had. White witch. <laughs> wow. Do you really believe that? You can't always, but if you know, with some stories, you've got to take them with a pinch of salt. A white witch. <laughs> it's a direct quote. Very, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. With his English, mate, he's a lot. just misheard him. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, his English was, yeah. absolutely. It did leave a lot to be desired, yeah. it must be said. But like you, I'm I'm very optimistic. Yeah, you're, I, I agree with you for the, in the, and I also think like our team, if we are playing, you know, behind closed doors and all that, I just think he could get, he, he would have a way of coping with all these things that I think could be a lot better than a lot of other managers so i'm quite hopeful on that front as well you've got to be good um, if you're a liverpool fan at the moment because oh. no matter which way it happens whether kind of you know if we pay behind closed doors and, and stuff like that it's like it will never winning the title will never be quite as i don't know I, I, as amazing as what it, it was gearing up for them to be i i, I don't think yeah it's just, um, yeah that's true yeah actually, so yeah. it's a strange one with it with the gap in the season but you know there you go yeah yeah. Well, we've got, kind of run out of time, haven't we, Josh? Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we uh, before we say goodbye? Josh? Uh, yeah, no, I was just... Uh, the only thing I wanted to hear a little bit more about was uh, Alex's building exploits, because I've seen he's almost become a DIY... Uh, yeah, I don't mate. know, hon- honchos in this period. Mate, I've, I've been... You know what, I've just... I'm just finding things to do to keep me outside and out of the cauldron atmosphere of my living room at the moment. And I've been trying to like the other day, uh, you know, the other week I've, I've spent like four hours cleaning the barbecue outside. Yes. I've managed to stretch out cleaning the car to three hours and build, you know, I've been building some, you know, different stuff really. I thought, I thought it's about time I have a go at DIY. And I've always thought, you know, something I've always, try to get out of it by saying, oh, it's like my disability, but it just ain't going to wash anymore, you know. So, also, I've got less to lose, you know, doing the drilling. I'm going to, I don't believe I'm unlucky enough to put a nail through one of my remaining fingers. So, I'm very blasé about it. I'm just there, you know, <laughs> put that in there and very, yeah, but we, I've been, I enjoy it though. I do, I, I have been getting quite into it. The Wendy house has, has been built for the kids um, so that, that's quite nice. Ideally, they'd be self-isolating in there, but they're not. They have to, apparently they have to be. They have to be in the actual house. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been it's good. For, it's good fun. I need like another. I need another thing to to build. Really, I've got a, um, a pressure washer last week, Ooh. and I used it for the first time yesterday. And I was pressure washing some moss off some stone in the garden. And oh my goodness, what a pleasure that was! <laughs> 
for about 40 <laughs> minutes. It was just so nice and it was so satisfying just seeing this stone come up clean and listen to me. This is what lockdown's done to me. I'm talking literally yeah, no, I mean, talking it's... about getting my pleasure from pressure washing <laughs> some stone and some stuff like that. But it weren't half good fun. I really recommend them if you can. Just use them on everything. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. No, I ordered one of those. Um, have you seen? There was an ad in um, on like, Instagram and it's also on Twitter, like for a, watch, a window cleaner, a magnetic window cleaner that you can clean it out because I'm quite high up Ooh. in my flat. Yeah, and you kind of and it, it makes it magnetically goes all the way wherever you want it to go. Um, it's, it's a brilliant device, so I ordered that. Yeah, but I'm not as uh, uh, your your DIY exploits have been more impressive. Are you angling for? Are you angling for a, basically like a TV commission? Like Alex I'd love DIY to. I'd love to. Of. I'd love to do um, a, 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 a Brooker Builds TV series. Yeah. I think. It, I think. It, I think it would be. You know, Nick Knowles has had a good run. I think he's, he he's, a, yeah. he's had a good run. I would just love to <laughs> yeah. see me just going in there and just going like, here we go. Just you imagine the people, though, like all those families, if they did a series of like DIY SOS and it's like I turn up at the door going, don't you worry, don't you worry, sir. <laughs> We're going to reward all your years of helping the community. I'm going to build you a patio. And he'd turn around and he'd be like, fuck off. Mate, this is up. They think it's like one of those like hidden camera shows or something. I'm not having you build this. What are you going to do? And it would just be, and that would be it every week until someone just it would. takes it seriously, and then they get the garden of their dreams or something like that. I think it's going to happen. I think it's definitely going to happen. It'll be brilliant. It'll be a brilliant. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cheers. Right. Well, I think we should probably lot, say goodbye, shouldn't we? Thanks so much, Alex, for coming on. Yeah. And no, thank uh, it's you. Been... For, no, thanks a lot. It's been it's been good to talk to you guys. Feels like a bit of normality again, just to yeah. be talking about Arsenal at, at the very least. So it's um yeah, it feels quite quite nice just to be chatting. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be back and we'll have some we'll game some games to talk about soon. Exactly. Lovely. In the meantime, Josh, we're still trying to get um, Keir Starmer and Robert Peston. I've emailed about. I emailed someone about Rob Peston. I haven't heard back. Have you had any luck with Keir Starmer yet? I, I must admit, I haven't spent too much time trying. Come on! I, I will endeavour to do so this week. I, I don't know. I can't help but think politicians might have better things to do at the moment. But we can try. Enough three quarters of an hour spare. I bet he will. It'll be fine. To be fair, if John Burko had. An hour right. and a half spare in the midst of Brexit, then probably they might have 45 minutes to do a phone call. But, now, so by the way, know. John Burko, when he came on last leg and they had a, a silly challenge where he had to fire a tennis ball at me to hit a can off my head. And everyone thought, ah, oh, they're foam balls. He's going to do it really lightly. He absolutely <laughs> torpedoed this foam ball. Of course ball. he and did. Honestly, I could, it was like, I absolutely, you've got to bear in mind, it's live on air. And it was just like one of those surreal moments where you just think, so this is my career now, is it? And it's like, it was properly, <laughs> it was so surreal. But I love yeah, John was a great guest on, on last leg. He's, he's a good guy. I'm sure. I'll tell you what. Yeah, if Boris ends up coming on this, then we definitely oh. know he's trying to get out of work. We definitely know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think go to Cobra. I was doing uh, footballist at the Arsenal. Sorry, guys. That's, um, you know, that's a sick one I've missed now. <laughs> but if you want to hear, if you want to hear my thoughts on Unai Emery's love life, have a tune in. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you've got to be so careful these days. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks so much, Alex. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks guys. Cheers, man. Thanks, and we'll be back next week with someone. Thank you. <laughs> this is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.